0: Are going to make another change. you're listening to the Substance on the yellow card podcasting network was mentioned, hosted by Stephen Brandt and former Sounders Fan of the Year at Duffy Alvorson and brought to you in conjunction with Away Days Football, the makers of high-quality football-inspired clothing for the casual looking for something to wear to matches. Oh, it's Use code YellowCard to check out to get 15% off your entire order at awaydaysfootball.com. And now, here's the guys. Well, that's another one of those pre shows that if we ever taped that, we would be so canceled. Holy crap. Gotta Yeah, or up. we
1: might get picked up by the Howard Stern radio network, so if there is such a thing.
0: Oh yes. Oh gosh. <laughs> there there there's sometimes that I, I listen to some of the stuff I say away from here going, Oh Lord. I gotta start ah. watching myself nowadays. Anyway, you're listening yeah. to some oh, I'm listening to some God, am I not um, PC anymore? Well, we got no, we got Noah calling in, and I, I know when I realized that when I scheduled him last week that it was Thanksgiving the next day. I'm like, oh, blonde moment, blonde moment, blonde moment. Oh, but that that happens so rarely often. I any mean, days, and this is also going to be one of the very few. Yellow cards. You're gonna hear of me with a couple beers in me because I don't do that that much often. Though, if you guys go back to the first time Duffy's on here, you clearly hear me put him on here. Then you hear the. Pshhh, pshhh, of a I'm Genesee. gonna have to go back and listen to that one if I can find oh, it. Oh, yeah. that's the one I was
1: thinking of that I couldn't. That I said his Genesee, That's the one I was thinking of. Uh, pre-show uh, banter—that was the oh, one that yeah. I haven't tried
0: and clearly Chris—I go, yeah, we have Chris Gluck on, and because I lost a bet, Duffy Alverson <laughs> Like, oh, yeah. Here we go. Anyway, um, that was a. I kind of had a love-hate relationship with this club, and it's not more of a hate club. Hate, it's just that because I have certain proclivities in the in the Scottish game, I cannot uh, get no, I, I cannot get certain with other teams. But I I know the I know the son of one of their former player, star players, and I just found out that there is a supporters club for this in the United States. So I'm glad to have this guy on because I kind of like how they deal with at least Facebook. I don't know if they've got Twitter. It's Noah of the Aberdeen USA group. Hey, guys. Hello. Hey, hey, welcome. How you doing? Doing great.
1: Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Awesome.
0: No problem. And I, I do know I want to apologize to you as I realizing off air going, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Last Thursday was Thanksgiving. Oops. Because I usually, and no one doesn't realize this, I usually don't do a Wednesday show on Thanksgiving. But I was here in Buffalo, so I did one. And it didn't dawn on me that other people other than <laughs> Duffy, who is the short order cook that works at stupid Not hours. Of- yeah.
1: <laughs> Not,
0: no, I don't do a lot
1: of short order anymore, but,
0: yeah, I'm still a cook. But, still uh, a cook, but you're still – you're, you yeah. still have stupid hours that you work. At. It's that there are some people oh, yeah. that you don't know, like to take the time off, like to have a Thursday without having to worry about stuff, and then I go and plan it completely. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I it was a regular week for me. So other than I made a lot of money because it's double time on Thursday. So, yeah, I I actually like to work Thanksgiving and Christmas because,
0: you know, I like money and I don't have enough of it. So there you go. But I'm glad Noah would call right back in the next week to get this taken care of.
2: Absolutely. Happy to do it and uh, appreciate the opportunity.
0: Yeah, it's no problem. Now, obviously, when I hear your voice – you're not Scottish. Yeah. You don't have that Scottish twang to you. And I know from following, finding you on Twitter, you're down in Florida with like everybody else I know in soccer <laughs> media. Literally Well, everyone else. So how are you an Aberdeen that's running the Aberdeen USA on Facebook? In Florida, yeah, and you well, sound young, how are you an Aberdeen fan?
2: It, it's an interesting confluence of, of things that occurred uh, in, in my life that led me not only to Florida, but also first uh, led me to become an Aberdeen supporter and fan. Um, and although I don't sound it currently, um, a few bevvies in, uh, the Scottish accent returns. Uh, as I oh, am, I can hear it in there uh, a little na- bit. Yeah, I am a native of Aberdeen. Um, I oh, was dear born dear. in Aberdeen, um, and I have, so I have dual citizenship. I've got two passports, um, uh, and, uh, and if I ever get the call up, I could, I could play for the Scottish national team or, or Great Britain in the Olympics, whatever, whatever they want for whatever sport. There you go. Um, so I was actually born in Aberdeen to American parents. So oh, um, cool. I, I'm a dual citizen, um, born in Aberdeen to American parents, uh, and born to a father and, and parents both. Um, with strong affinities to sports, um, and you know you're you're supporting your local team. Um, so I was born uh, at a time um, uh, when Aberdeen Football Club was at the height of its uh, you know all-time success. Uh, my father was a season ticket holder for Aberdeen. Um, my father traveled with the supporters' club uh, in Aberdeen to away matches, and and most notably their. Uh, most famous away match in 1983 in Gothenburg, Sweden, uh, where they knocked off Real Madrid to, to capture uh, the European Cup Winners' Cup, uh, kind of a precursor to um, yeah. uh, the, the Champions League, so to speak. Um, i, I missed so, that. i missed that
1: cup. So.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a, yeah. you know, cup, cup qualifications in, in in themselves are something that, that are great, and and that was uh, uh, you know obviously the, the pinnacle moment for the club.
1: Yeah, they, I mean, they're doing well now. I am looking at their thing. They're what are they? Third in the table. I mean, granted there's still a gap between I mean Rangers is what are they? 10 points uh <laughs> yeah. 9 points. Yeah, 10 points ahead pretty much. 9 points. Sorry, yeah. but my math is sketchy. But uh I see they had a draw the last time they played Rangers, so uh
2: Yeah, that was uh there was this this afternoon actually. I was uh in the oh, meeting yeah, uh, casual <laughs> casually looking casually looking at my phone and trying not to get distracted from what I was supposed to be doing work wise. Um, But yeah, you know, obviously the two clubs, the two Glasgow clubs dominate Scottish football. Uh, You know, they have, um, you know, Rangers went through their, whatever they went through to be reborn. And and here they are right back (laughs) at it. Uh, You know, the whole time uh, Aberdeen has never been relegated uh, from Scottish premier league when that was, uh, you know, or back into the first division, even, um, you know, mm-hmm. back in the days before the SPFL, uh, they've never um, filed bankruptcy. They've never gone under. Um, something that the club is extremely proud of. Um, Scottish football was at a weird stage in the 2000s. Uh, there were supposed to be all this money coming from Sky TV. Uh, it didn't come. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. we had the, the global recession and that affected a lot of clubs, most notably obviously Rangers who who went under. Yeah. Some of the other smaller clubs also that affected them too. But Aberdeen uh did a really strong job of, of staying uh, afloat and, and had some lean years and some tough years in the mm-hmm. table, but never got relegated. Uh and, and, and now the the club is, is proudly debt free, which is, is something yeah,
1: that the
2: is, is massive.
1: <laughs> that is, and that's rare. Um I think that was also when so I remember when Satanta Sports had came I think that was I yeah. don't know if they were uh well they were Irish and they they had the I think they had the SPL on their uh in their package cuz I remember watching that yep. in like Celtic League for rugby uh and yep. then it was <laughs> one day I went to turn it on and it's gone because they went out yep. of business <laughs> and I was reading that they you know uh, they're out of business. So I'm, I'm assuming that might've been part of it. You know, you, you think you get the TV money coming in and, um, it's gone. So, I mean, I know I like hearts, cause I, I like hearts too. You know, I, I like Celtic yeah. because, uh, that was my family team it was my, uh, my fam- my mom's side of the family. They're all from e- England, but they're all Scottish. They, you know, moved okay. to uh, Corby sure. to work in the steel works, which apparently at the time was known as little Glasgow, uh, Family, I didn't know that. So that's a little family history, and they were all Celtic fans. So you know, Make Scottish uh, Catholics living in England, yeah, they like Celtic yeah. so, uh, as much as yeah. But um, yeah, I but, mean, yeah, no, Aberdeen's been. If there's a third of the big two, it's probably the big two, and then Aberdeen, and then maybe Hibernian and Hearts fighting for what's left. At least you know, from my perspective, yeah, there, that's know, always been the case. Yeah. yeah,
2: there was a time in the 80s, uh, you know, the old firm is obviously Glasgow uh, Rangers and Celtic, and then there was a time mm. in the 80s where Aberdeen and and Dundee United um, and Hearts and Hibbs were were dubbed the new firm.
1: Yeah, um,
2: and and, yeah. and that's kind of kind of goes there. You know, Scottish football is not easy to follow in the United States. Um, you know, people see you know Celtic and Rangers obviously for re- the, the religious tracks that you mentioned, um, and that's maybe where teams where, where supporters might find them and and obviously they play a little more regularly in European mm-hmm. competitions that get coverage in the U.S. Um, so following that third-level team, you know, is akin to maybe following a mid-major American basketball, you know, college. Yeah. Or, you know, that makes sense. Or, um, you know, a you know, the, the, uh, Kansas City Royals or a or you know, Cleveland Indian or, or something like that, you know, on, a, on an American sports scale. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and from an American perspective as well, Aberdeen is an interesting uh, tie to a lot of Americans, because, uh, as I mentioned, I, I was born in Aberdeen, and, and I'm proud to be an Aberdonian, and, but I was born to American parents, so I have a, a U.S. citizenship right off the bat, mm-hmm. but I'm also proud to be an uh, Aberdonian. But my parents were there teaching at an American school in Aberdeen. Uh, in the late in the 70s and into the 80s, um, the American oil industry found uh, a home in, in the northeast of Scotland, and primarily out of wow. Aberdeen, um, because... Uh, the oil-rich North Sea. So, in the in the huh. late 70s and into the 80s, uh, the American oil companies were uh, basically teaching the Scots how to um, set up the oil rigs. So, my parents were teaching uh, the kids of oil industry folks that were either executives or actually out on the rigs themselves. And so, nah. there's a there's a good core of us that were attendees of American School of Aberdeen um, that have oil connections. Um, so there's a lot of folks from Louisiana, Houston, uh, you know, that area, the oil rich areas of the U.S. that that yep. were in Aberdeen at that time. So it's it's kind of an interesting connection there as well.
1: That is an interesting connection. That's kind of funny. Um, you know, and, of course, Alex Ferguson's coaching. Uh, he was an Aberdeen guy and coached Aberdeen before he went to Man United. So, you know, you got that. Uh, yep. But, I, you know, I think uh, – I'm I'm surprised it's not on more. I know I watched the Scottish Cup uh, last year because it was on ESPN Plus and ESPN Plus. Yep. The way they s- snap up leagues, you know, I'm surprised they haven't got Scotland. Because uh, all fairness to the Indian uh, Super League, I would be much more <laughs> interested in watching uh, Scottish soccer than uh, Mumbai against. You know, I have watched it. You know, because I'm that's me. I'm a nut. You know. Yes because yeah. um, I don't. I try not to watch the Premier League anymore because I'm I'm protesting their insanely bad use of VAR. Uh, <laughs> uh,
2: so I just haven't
1: watched it after the first week. Um,
2: Wait, and I've been watching not, the
0: championship. So. Well, you, so. you're not you're not going by the narrative that VAR was brought around to give Liverpool the title. In that Manchester <laughs> I, I United, Chelsea, <laughs> yeah, no, and Man City have never made any mistakes ever, and just Liverpool uh, no. fans are bad, awful, no good, very bad, awful people.
1: I don't really think uh, VAR has it affected Liverpool positively or negatively. Really, I mean, but some of those offside calls where you have to be like a like a hair offside, and I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how they could figure that out especially when nobody's complaining. That's my one beef. When uh, team scores, team A scores, and team B is just going to line up, great, we gave up a goal, no complaint. And then all of a sudden the guy's got his finger in his ear and then the goal is chalked off. And I'm like, what? How How can that possibly be outside? You know, you know, by a, you know, wafer thin. Well, and I don't know how they uh, – they can decide that line so I don't know I just think that's not what it was intended for it's intended to make clear and obvious errors and that's not a clear and obvious error when you have to go that close (laughs) that the human eye cannot see it that's not a clear and obvious error you know clear and obvious error is that a guy punches it out of the box and nobody sees it you know uh, (laughs) you know and it's not the goalkeeper so but and that's part of football. I mean, I was watching the FA Cup where a guy caught the – the goalie caught the ball outside the box and then dropped it. Oh, crap. You know, and I think it was Shrewsbury. Well, it wasn't because the guy didn't get sent off. He just got a yellow. So, you know. <laughs> but that that's part of the game. You want to have – I mean, and I we have VAR here, and it's still – and I would be happy to see it go away. Just, just because nothing is more frustrating than seeing that ref with his finger in his ear. Then nothing, yeah. you know. And then they don't tell you what's going on. If they would just say to the crowd, yeah, you know, or let us see it, like in rugby, when they go to the TMO, they put it on the big screen. I mean, everybody can see it, you know. And then if they decide no, all right, great. You know, you took a look at it, you changed your mind. You didn't change your mind. Fair enough. You know, but uh, that's my VAR rant, so we're not here
0: to talk about that. So, <laughs> so yeah. well. No one completely misses the whole thing with this is that I have read up a lot about Gothenburg because many incarnations on this, of this pod, and I've been around for about eight years doing this, I've talked to Bobby Clark's son many times. Oh,
2: wow, okay.
0: Yeah, because you know Bobby Clark is in the States.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Notre Dame and, and, yep, in the U.S. And, yeah, um, it's interesting. Bobby Clark, uh, my dad's first ever Aberdeen match in uh, at, at Petaudry was the Bobby Clark testimonial in, I think it was 1978.
0: Wow. That'd be awesome. Ian, Ian Thompson, who did that book about Aberdeen yep. coming over here and being part of the American League, was on yep. here a while, while back. Okay. Ian's, a, Ian's a real... Good dude. So, but one of the Absolutely. reasons, other than talking Aberdeen, because I do want to talk a lot more Scottish football going through to next year too, because this is the this is the first year in eight years I've gotten to the end of the year and not wanted to quit completely. But is I don't understand the link between Atlanta United and Aberdeen. That's no? right. I uh, want to talk about that. Huh? And, yep. I mean. <laughs> Noah, explain this to me. I mean, I get the fact that Aberdeen wants to be over here because there are some roots to the club and here, and that there, there's a lot of roots to the game here in the States to Scottish. Yep. I get that part, and I get that, that the Glasgow clubs don't care about the States because I have it from right. Celtic fans, and I happen to know the manager, the uh, international academy manager for Celtic. They just don't care about the stakes. What is making right. Aberdeen go, all right, we're the ones that are coming over? Well, if I had to sum it up in one word,
2: I would say it's investment. Um, the, the connection it, it lies in the, the embodiment of one Dave Cormack. Uh, And Dave, uh, who is currently uh, a season ticket holder with Atlanta United, is a native Aberdonian um, that made his money uh, in the United States doing uh, some health services computer programming. Uh, And he made a a good chunk of that money and has been involved probably in the last 20 years with Aberdeen Football Club uh, on some level. Uh, and, and the biggest level that he has been involved in was most recently making a, a massive investment into the club to um, provide for new training grounds for Aberdeen. Uh, we've been mm-hmm. work, we haven't had a, a you know, true training ground uh, ever really with the club. Um, so he made a huge fiscal investment. Dave Cormack did uh, recently to, to get those. And those were just recently the ground was broken. Dave was there. Uh, Alex Ferguson was there as well. Um, and it also it's been recently announced that Dave will become uh, the chair of the board of, of Aberdeen Football Club. And oh, wow. I, I believe it is his uh, endroad that he has made with Atlanta United by being his family lived in Atlanta and he is uh, uh, a season ticket holder, as I mentioned. I think he's made some inroads with the club uh, in Atlanta uh, as well as with some major American investors. That have also invested into the club um, with with Dave. Obviously, the the oh. money from Ar- Arthur Blank and Atlanta United uh, is is huge as well. Yeah. So, so the connection there, I think, is is Dave Cormack uh, making that connection between the two clubs.
1: Now, is this just a uh, like an investment, or a, uh, it's not Atlanta didn't invest or vice versa in the club? They're not like a a part owner, or is it just more of a I don't even know how to word it. Uh like sharing of ideas. Uh well,
2: no, they 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 are shareholders of Aberdeen Football Club. They oh, okay. have invested I believe it's like four million dollars or four million oh, pounds right. of it. So Arthur Arthur Blank has invested dollars into oh, cool. Aberdeen football club. But the the, the the good part of it is or the, the from from a game standpoint, um they will uh It is more than just that dollar investment. They will be uh, sharing training ideas. Um, Carlos Bocanegra has been to Aberdeen, and and he has um, worked with the youth system. Uh, Aberdeen's Youth Academy is very well-renowned. So, you know, they've they've had some really good youth players come through the system over the years, and it's still a a strong, proper youth system. Um, So I think Mm -hmm. that Atlanta is really – going to to see how that is done and then also share training tactics, uh, physio stuff, as well as scouting for players as well. Aberdeen currently has a player who scored today against Rangers uh, who is on loan from, from Atlanta United. So, uh, so it is a, kind of actual, uh, you know, uh, uh, sharing of ideas. All right. Um,
1: Well, and, and Negra played in Scotland too, so you know right, that that right. doesn't so hurt. Yeah. Aware
2: of this. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yep.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Okay, that actually makes that's the best uh explanation I've heard heard, because I was reading about it and, and at first glance I just like, well, you know, maybe maybe on button second because 'cause I've pranked the board played in Scotland too, if I'm not mistaken. So
0: Yeah. You know, All right. for the right wrong with the yeah. second
1: incarnation with a new coaching staff, which is a more European staff as opposed to Tata Martino, which, you know, at the, when Atlanta started, they, if anything, I thought they they would go more south to South America, yeah, as opposed and yeah, other than going north to uh, um, well, you know.
2: and, and so in in the Atlanta on uh, side as well, so right, yeah, they can, yeah get worldwide, you know, with with, with Uncle Arthur's money for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. I believe uh, he was maybe recently named the USL2 or USL, Atlanta's USL uh, manager, as a former Aberdeen player as well, that had been coaching in uh, the Atlanta United youth system. Um, Stephen Glass, I believe, is, is his name. Okay. So, uh, so, the, so the connections run, you know, even, even deep. There might even be deeper than, than what I know. I just know stuff, you know, from what I pick up on the outside as well.
1: Now, fair enough. So are we going to see an Aberdeen Atlanta United friendly anytime soon, or? Yeah, uh, you,
2: know, you know, boy, I, I hope so. I mean, I think it would. It would yeah, make I was, great I pass, was thinking right? for
1: you because you're right there. I mean, Florida exactly uh, is not that. I don't care if you're in Key West going to Atlanta; can't be that <laughs> horrible of a drive. Yeah,
2: um, yeah it, sh- it sure beats or an uh, a puddle international jump flight. flight. Yeah,
1: yeah. exactly, exactly. Um, you know, but Celtic has come to the U.S. Uh, Stephen, because I went and saw them play. They played oh. the
0: Sounders in 2010, no, 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 I think no, no, it was. No, no, no. So, that, Duffy, they've come. No, they've come. They yeah. have some. They have clubs over here. They have a North American meeting over here. Right. Oh, yeah. What oh, I'm yeah. saying is that you would think with the name that they have. Yeah. That they would be a little bit more invested, and that's why it. it yeah, fair to enough. Me, to be honest, Noah, I didn't know that you guys existed before this announced. Sure. Because most of my most of mine, I'll be honest with you, for years, and I I'll admit it, I am a Celtic fan. I'm a Celtic fan. Sure. I I'm into I'm into the sport because of Kenny Dalglish, and he was he okay. was. He was the blue side of the team. I won't say that other team just will not say <laughs> it, And it hurts me. My fa- my favorite my favorite Liverpool player of this generation is there right now. But it's also very funny that it's a former midfielder that is going into going into that club and making them great again. And it's yeah. not Graham Sonis, but whatever. <laughs> right. The thing is that it's. With Aberdeen, I want to see more teams do stuff like this. Is to come over? Is yeah, to people people like you, Noah? Because we hear so much, and I, I'd be more interested with from your side. Would be dual is the non-big clubs, and I don't argue. I, I I can argue to a point that it's really a big three, maybe a big four in Scotland because. Hibbs is not a small club by any stretch of imagination with what their history is, is that the non-big clubs, when you see people, I don't know what it's like for you down there, Noah, is that you see the normal big teams. Now, I'm kind of nuts when it comes to jerseys I wear. Now, I don't know with you (laughs) – Duffy, if you wear your non-sounders stuff walking around, like I have a Stewart. Oh, all the Pierce. time. <laughs> I wear my Stuart Pierce jersey all the time. I have a I have a Leal jersey. I I have a Mo Solid jersey. That's point blank. Yeah. I have a Mo Solid jersey, and for the longest time, Noah, I had a Lisbon Lions jersey for ever. Right. And then it right. just it just unraveled on me. But I I would be interested. I'm I'm more concerned with some of the smaller teams coming over, with some of them setting up here and getting that foothold with the ones that don't want to see the big teams. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, I think there's been some quotes from from some of the folks with the club saying, you know, why not, uh, you know, put, why not tap into this American game? Why not work with youth academies that exist here and outfit them in Aberdeen tops? so that they're growing up and, and they see that as an option. And it's not just, um, you know, the messy jerseys or the, you know, the, the stuff that they see at a footlocker or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think that that, that spirit of what you're saying is alive and well. And, and, and part of the reasoning behind this move is to, you know, and I think the, the Rangers or Celtic fans that'll hear me say this would laugh it off, but it, it is to bring the brand of Aberdeen football club into the U S market. And yeah, obviously, yeah. you know, we're realists. We're not sitting here and say we're going to compete with you know the the EPL clubs or even those other big two Glasgow clubs as far as recognition. But this is a step to do so, uh, and yeah. if it can result in American dollar investment from a high level, and if it can result in uh, the loan of players and scouting, um, then then why the heck not do it?
1: Well, and that, yeah, and that 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 works both ways too because I could see you can get. An Atlanta kid, you know, for whatever reason, yeah. maybe he doesn't he doesn't fit in with what Atlanta wants to do. And hey, we already have a connection here. You can send him on to uh Daverny and try it there, or vice versa. You know, because not every yeah. kid you signed in your youth program is going to fit what you want to do. It doesn't mean they're bad players, but you know, they're as a, as a Saunders GM, they're assets, and you either you got a monopoly, you got a maximize your assets, either they're going to play for your first team, yeah. and if they're not, then you, you try to sell them on and get something. So, you know. Yeah. And then you, right there, you know, it's not unheard of. I mean, you look at the the Salt Red Bull uh, sporting group, yeah. or uh, the city yeah. sporting group, so, you know. I think that's well, and, actually and think not like, unheard of, and it might be kind of a wave of the future, especially for uh, a club like Aberdeen, which you know, like you say that it's probably it's gonna have a hard time, you know, butting heads with Celtic and Rangers. Even if Celtic and Rangers are down because, you know, they're that's the old term. so
2: Yeah, no, but I think anything you can do even more I think even more so than than you know, I think even more so than the city arrangement and, you know, I maybe this fifteen years ago with Ajax Orlando and things like that. I think there's a lot more teeth to this. I think there's a lot more teeth to this relationship um, than than we've seen in some of these other ones. So I, I really think, yeah. you know, as, as I said, Aberdeen's youth uh, system and their their scene in that area in that region um, is really really strong. And I know that that's one of the goals of Atlanta United uh, in the Atlanta region. So I, I you know I really think that the the teeth and the meat of this agreement is gonna go is gonna run a little deeper than what we've seen in the past. Or at least that's my hope mm-hmm. as a supporter yeah. with a vested interest in in seeing this thing work.
1: Yeah. Well, and and come on, I get the big clubs get boring. I mean, I, I <laughs> I'm like I'm like well, Steven, I'm weird. I I don't get that excited to watch the big clubs because you know I don't. Right. I like to have to work for it's like anything. If, if someone just gives it to you, you don't want it. If you have to work for it, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm
2: I'm exactly the, the same way. You know, I'm, I I grew up in the Midwest, um, and uh, you know, I always supported Aberdeen. Um, You know, my my English team, my parents also lived in England for a year before moving to Aberdeen in, in Southampton. So I'm a Southampton yep. supporter as oh, well. Oh, there you go. So it, it's, you know, there's you, – you, you find these – the teams that have to work for it and they're not buying players, they're developing talent. And obviously Southampton can do that as well. So it, it's yeah. – uh, it's inter- it'll be interesting to see what can happen. You know, and another thing that, that I would be remiss if I didn't mention in this whole scenario is uh, Dave Cormack, the the Aberdeen uh, American businessman who's brought this investment and probably is the connection here, um, mm-hmm. uh, pay, helped fund the, the training ground um, that, that yep. was just developed. Yep. Uh, that is the first part of what is to be a new stadium uh, to be built for Aberdeen. So I think,
1: I
0: think
2: obviously wow. there's a – there's a, the financial uh, tie-ins uh, to to getting more investment in the clubs so they can build a new mm-hmm. 20,000 seat stadium, but as well as the American sports marketing um, aspect of making the game day experience even better at their current home, yeah. Taddei, which is outdated, as well as as they look to build uh, a new stadium and what how they can fund that, as well as how they can continually make money of it year over year.
1: Right. Are, are they gonna? Are they going to stay at the same spot? Or are they going to move? I don't. I've I've never been to, sure. You know, i I've never been to Scotland, so uh, I don't know. Is yeah. their stadium located centrally? I don't know how so, many clubs are in Aberdeen. Are they a one club town or? Uh,
2: well, there, there's a, there's they they are historically yes a one club town, but in the the late 90s uh, a smaller club at, at, was started Cove Rangers, uh, and they have started mm-hmm. working their way up actually. So I think they're two oh. rungs down now from being in the in the Premier League. But for all intents and purposes, yes, they're a one-club town. Uh, Patadri is the ground where, where the club plays. Uh, it's, yeah. it's been there since the 19 teens. It's right in the city center. Okay. Uh, and to, to borrow a phrase from the club, it is landlocked. Uh, there was a time yeah. where the property where the stadium is would be worth more to sell uh, off and then uh, develop uh, the, the, the right. price, the price. The valuation has gone down, unfortunately, for the for the site, and it looks like the club is moving forward with building their stadium to the west of the, the central town uh, location, which okay. is adjacent to where these new training grounds are. Uh, and, and there's there's a huge rankle mm-hmm. of of fans that say, you know, we don't want, you know, you're not going to be able to get there. Public transportation, it's going to be a mess. But it's it's mm-hmm. located to the west of town. Uh, good for out of town supporters as well as yeah. those uh, rural Aberdeen supporters that would need to get up right off the the motorway and, and right into the stadium, but they'll still yeah. you know, the the, the tractors yeah. say it's gonna lack the it's gonna lack the pubs and and the walkability that the old ground had but mm-hmm. uh, it, it, I, i'm I'm of the belief that they they got to move forward every year we put this off okay. It's just we're gonna be we're pushing ourselves back five to ten years each year that we don't build it
1: yeah. I mean, there's something to be said for, for the, uh, the town center. I mean, that, I mean, sure. I get that because, uh, it's nice to be, I mean, I love going, you know, when I go to Sounders games, cause it's right down the stadium is, is pretty yeah. much right downtown or, or at least in a good sure. spot downtown. It's easy access for public transit. Uh, and then there's a lot of places to go before the game and that, you know, that's a big deal. Um, it is, but uh, I mean, I, I also get, you know, what they're saying, because, you know, when I was in England, some of those stadiums, it's literally, it's like in a, it's just like if they would drop a stadium across the street from my house, and, yeah. and there's still all the houses around it, so you, you know,
2: yeah,
1: and there's no place to well, park, but, when I went to, I went to Villa Park, in February, and it's the same deal, there's literally no parking lot. I mean, everybody right. took the train, or they just had all these cars that were like half on the sidewalk, and they just kind of <laughs> stuffed their car wherever well, they could. Uh, but there's no parking lot, so, I mean, I get that part. Well, that would be a, a nightmare to try to drive to. Yeah.
2: Well, and second, secondarily, you know, there's no Wembley for us to go play at for a season or two while we demolish and rebuild so with right. the price tag of, of a demolish and a rebuild and where do you play for a season, it, it, mm-hmm. it, they, they couldn't do it section by section economically. So you might as yeah. well just go out and, and, and put it on the outskirts of town and, and, and go mm-hmm. from there. So, you know, wow. I'm a traditionalist. I'm a, I'm, a base, I'm a baseball fan. I'm a sports traditionalist. Yeah. I, would plan plan A1B to refurbish the old ground? Absolutely. Does it make sense yeah. to do it? i I don't, I'd probably not, really.
1: All right, fair enough. I mean, sometimes you yeah. can't. I mean, unless you're going up, right? You know, right. In yeah. a lot of those places, you can't go out, so you have to go up. But you know how right. how high? You know, so
2: yeah.
1: You know, and, and I don't know what their what their ground holds now, uh, but yeah, is it not? Uh,
2: it's, it's it's right around twenty twenty four thousand. Uh, Patagonia was okay. the first all seated. It's the first all seated ground in Europe. Um, so mm. it, you wow. know, it was. Uh, you know, it's 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 a historic site. It's a historic ground, but I, it's just um, I think no, I, get it. I think I think ideally, what they need to build, and and you you see this trend in American stadiums, they need to probably build smaller with more experiential and hospitality areas, while keeping yeah. uh, the same atmosphere for standing fans and and supporters groups as well. Yeah, because yeah, just the
0: uh, yeah, end of just day, realized, for, I was, for, and I just completely realized ahead, I was butchering your your name the whole time. It's not Noah. <laughs> I've been, call, I've been Noah. called worse.
2: I've been called oh. worse. I've been called worse. Trust me.
0: Oh no, I know that. Um, look, I'm looking at. I'm looking at it because you're you're only following the Twitter account. So I went looking for Noah. I popped over to the um, Facebook. I, fa- I popped over to the um, podcast kind am like oh. Gotcha. Oh, oh. No worry. Oh well, because I was trying no to worry. I was trying to trying to link you up, Noel, with one. Of, you said you're a Southampton fan, and we have a we have a sauce spot in our heart on this on this pod because the yes the we do. Pod on our network, it's loosely a network. Yeah. There there should be many, 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 many more pods, but nobody will take me up on it. Um, is a Southampton it's quality, pod. not quantity. True. <laughs> Yeah. And we all say Matt Markstone's got the best best hairline on the on the network and he's <laughs> completely shaved and Duffy has a full head of hair and he's six he's fourteen years older than me. Go figure.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm the Go old man, that. so sort of. Not yeah. really. Don't
0: don't no, believe no, it. No. No, I <laughs> as I said all last year and I randomly say during this year, I still don't believe he's in his fifties, and I never will. I never will <laughs> believe it. I know when he graduated from college. I don't believe it. Yeah. I think that's when he 55 going on 15. Yeah. Anyway, but no what I was thinking with that is so with this coming about for Aberdeen and Atlanta, have you seen more people being interested in being a fan here in the states?
2: Yeah, uh Yes, I would say yes. You know, I started that Facebook page a few seasons ago um, just because I'm into social media. I'm into, you know, supporting the club and things like that. Uh, And I noticed that there really wasn't one USA specific. There was one uh, for North American uh, Don supporters, which I was a member of, but there wasn't one for American Mm -hmm. specific. And I knew that there were, again, kids like me that grew up in Aberdeen or, or like Stu Holden that was born in Aberdeen as well and had some oil right. ties. So I knew that there were some folks possibly like me out there. Uh and then I also knew there's a lot of expats, uh just uh true Scots that, that lived in North America. Um so mm-hmm. uh you know, I, I made that a few years ago and didn't get much traction on it. Um didn't really didn't really invest a lot into it myself. I could have done a lot better with it. And since this announcement I've seen a huge uptick of of page views of not only um, uh, Aberdonians that have have liked it, but as well as Atlanta United supporters that have uh, latched on to Aberdeen as well. And and, uh, hopefully the community continues to grow to a point where we could do a meetup at an Atlanta United game and, uh, as you alluded to earlier, potentially even see Aberdeen uh, come over for a friendly.
1: Yeah, that would be awesome. And you're right though about the stadium, you need those boxes, you know I, I think uh, they like the the rank and file in for the atmosphere, but they make the money in the boxes, so yeah,
2: absolutely, yeah, yeah.
1: Though when I well, I have watched a game in a box, and I've watched a game in the in the stadium. stadium is much better, so yeah,
2: I, and I mean, it's it's like like enjoyed the box aqu- too, but aqu- yeah, it's like watching it in an yeah. aquarium. It really it's just an awkward, weird place to be.
0: Yeah, exact, exactly. No, and I, I don't have the advantage of getting to see many many football matches here in Buffalo. I mean I am gonna get the I am gonna get the season ticket from my local local club here within the next month month and a half. Thank God it doesn't have our previous co host without his shirt on. On the card. <laughs> Thank God I actually had to lobby the owner on that one. I oh, come on. oh, I had to lobby Nick very hard behind the scenes on that one. Please don't put Jonathan without his shirt on. Please don't. It's the only reason I didn't get one last year, folks. And I can I can <laughs> find tickets because I'm I work in soccer here in the um uh, around here now obviously you're down in florida and i don't know now you're going to have atlanta united that you're going to want to pay attention to and i know you're in what the jacksonville area
2: that's right yes i'm in jacksonville yep
0: now obviously the armada is there you have a lot of little teams there you have the miami beckhams down there that are actually in fort Lauderdale (laughs) and took down a complete took down a Stadium of one of our loves. I, I have a strikers' jersey somewhere in this room in here. But what is it like down there to actually follow the sport and not be South American?
2: Yeah, uh, um, we were, you know, Armada, you know, big time Armada supporters. Um, you know, there's been some great news about that club lately with the new ownership and a potential downtown stadium development here uh, with, with the Armada, um, previously, uh, to Jacksonville. Yeah. I've been here for four years now, previously to Jacksonville. I spent 10 years in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, and
1: yep, had my I wedding,
2: uh, my wedding rehearsal dinner at Blackbaud stadium and the three lions pub. So, um, wow. you know, I, I previously, I, I worked in the USL previously. Um, so, uh, it, you know, the, the soccer temperature here, Uh, I would say, I will say, I give a lot of credit to Orlando. Um, I think they do a great job um, marketing to this part of the state as well. Um, And I do, you Mm -hmm. know, I know quite a few people here that do try to make it down to Orlando city games throughout the the season. um, And, and even know a couple that are partial season ticket holders. Um, So it's, uh, you know, it's an interesting time, um, you know, here and, and, with, with with Jacksonville and, and the NAS, NASL and the NPSL and where are they going to end up? Um, I think they yeah. had a great opportunity. Uh, they had a great opportunity and they really gra- grabbed the attention of this community when they debuted. Um, and then unfortunately it just kind of spiraled out of control for them. I think they're going to have a tough time getting the attention of soccer fans back here in Jacksonville without that stadium. So, you know, I really yeah. hope that that can get pushed through, uh, and, and get that attention here. But as far as, as the soccer climate here uh, goes, you know, I think, um, like I said, I, I give a lot of credit to Orlando City. I think they do a great job.
1: Yeah, and he just got a new coach, too. Oscar Pereira is back in the USA. He's going, He just got named uh, Orlando's coach. So uh, that's got to be good news for Orlando City, because they definitely need some good news. So, uh But, yeah, no, when they were in the USL, they came up here and played uh, Sounders 2 in Tacoma where the the Sounders' uh, second team plays now. Uh, And they were awesome. It was when Dom Dwyer was there, and they had that, you know, that powerhouse USL team. I mean, they were a powerhouse, uh, at least for that level. And, uh, um, yeah, they were good. It's. And in Charleston, you know, you know, the battery sold that stadium, so they don't they are not in uh M U S C uh <laughs> stadium anymore, so um Right. Which is kinda too bad. I I mean granted, uh the Three Lions pub was awesome and the stadium is awesome, but it's in a tough spot. I mean uh to get there. I mean I uh, I went because I was in Charleston to go uh, for a, the Carolina Challenge Cup one year. So when I would go to the stadium, I'd go one way and get on the freeway and get to uh, whatever the island that, that – that, uh, you know, wherever the stadium's at. And then when I would leave, Daniel, going by the MapQuest yeah. – yeah, Daniel Lyon. They would send me, like, yep. through Mount Pleasant. So uh, it was just yep. a weird loop. It was easy to get there, I mean, driving-wise. But, uh, you know, Charleston, as far as I know, they got a new owner. Uh, everything uh, sounds like they're going to, they plan on staying in Charleston. I think they might play at the Citadel next year. Uh, but I think uh, yeah, ultimately I, yeah. I, I they want to move into Charleston. So, I mean, I love, I don't know how you like Charleston, South Carolina, but that is one of my all-time favorite cities.
2: Oh. I yeah, loved I spent, it when I was, I was ten,
1: only there a week, but man, I loved it there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I spent 10, I spent 10 years in Charleston. Um, you know, like I said, Got married in Charleston. Um, had our wedding rehearsal dinner at the Three Lions Pub. Uh, my two sons were born in Charleston. Oh, uh, it cool. was a very hard place. It was a very hard place to to leave for sure. Um, and uh, you know, a lot of a lot of great memories of Charleston. One of my you know great great place to be uh, for sure. So yeah, I, I still follow the battery pretty closely to see where where what's going to happen there with the club and, and the stadium. Yeah. No, they seem. Uh... They seem bullish on the future, so maybe this was a good deal for.
1: I think it was like I think it was more like uh, the the price of the land is like one of those deals we can't oh, pass up. Absolutely. So you know, it's too good. You know. Yep. Uh, yep. But it's too bad because you know that was the first soccer-specific stadium uh, of note in the USA. So it's kind of the end of an era. It kind of felt kind of felt bad for for it, but that's okay. You know long as – ultimately, yeah. I just want the battery to stay around because if there's one thing we lack in the USA is uh, a lot of those – and I get it because it's it's hard to make money uh, yeah. as a lower-level soccer team, but we don't have a lot of those teams that have a lot of staying power. I mean, Charleston, Richmond, uh, and, you know, few others, but those two especially that have been around, you know, longer than like five years, so, you know.
0: So right. I, I don't yep. like to see
1: them. I don't mind they go down a level, if, you know, if that's what you got to do. Because I understand travel is expensive. I mean, yeah, yeah. Don't, trust me. When you have to go cross-country, it's not cheap. So, I mean, right. and I'm just flying myself. Right. When you're trying to fly, <laughs> uh, you know, 25 people, uh, yeah. yeah, that would get a little pricey. So, And a bus ride sure. from Charleston, South Carolina, to Sacramento would be a little <laughs> – Tough, so yeah yeah but yeah, I'm excited it should be cool um to see what happens moving forward with uh a t l and uh
0: aberdeen, so yeah so no, no, yeah definitely no what do you what do you expect what 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 was your thoughts going into the year with aberdeen, and it has at this i know it's not quite half this point but yeah. what's what what's your thoughts with the year so far
2: so if you step back and take a look at what Derek McInnes, the current manager for aberdeen has done he is uh the most successful manager we've had since the alex ferguson days uh we lift, lifted silverware in 2014 um with the, the the scottish cup um it was uh we finished runners up to celtic uh three straight seasons, uh, you know, in, in fact, we did an unprecedented treble two seasons ago where we were second in the standings, second in the League Cup, and second in the, the Scottish Cup, um, which, uh, I, you know, again, you know, always a bridesmaid kind of situation. We slipped last year, um, you know, Rangers sort of came back a little bit. Um, they, the The club has been in Europe the last uh, few seasons as well, uh, and since the Europa League has expanded, we, we haven't gotten out mm-hmm. of the, 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 the rounds there into the uh, the next stages of that. Um, I, um, so, I, you know, I think the expectations with the club is to, to to battle for a top three spot year in and year out and to make it past that first stage of the Europa League. Um, and we, we failed to do that in the Europa this year. Um, and um, we've started the season in the league just, just kind of weird form uh, in the yeah. league play. Uh, now we've got a, a star striker, Sam Cosgrove, um, that you know the, the, the knock on him the last two seasons was that he's only scoring from the spot, um, but he's been able to sp- score from free play quite a bit this season and, and is, is really uh, uh, setting himself up as an elite finisher and scorer in this league. Um, so he, he's been a bright spot. Um, defensively, um, Th- that's where the problems have been. They've just been shaky on the back line, um, an and and aging goalkeeper that, that's let some things go in that I think he would have saved, stopped in previous years. However, he made a penalty save and, and then saved the rebound uh, this past weekend as well to secure a draw. Um, but they've also got a, a stud player uh, at defense, um, Scott McKenna, who had been rumored to go to England in this offseason but had been blocked uh, quite a bit as well. I think his form has slipped a little bit. Uh, coming into this year, but he's got the body and the build of a a English premier league defender uh, for sure. But um, so I I would say when you step back and look at it, you might think initially the club is is not performing well this year, but when you look at the the points uh, year over year, as well as some of the form of some of these other guys, I I, I think, uh, you know, they've been doing, they've been doing well. um, And, and hopefully they can go into this, the, the holidays here and then, and, maybe make a, a move in the transfer window in January and, and um, you know, really make a, a play to, to finish a top three again this year.
1: Yeah. So the new, uh, the new chairman is he, uh, I mean, I know he's made his, uh, obviously he has to have pretty deep pockets. Uh, how is, uh, how is their uh, uh, transfer budget? Yeah. You know I mean, I mean, I'm not, granted they're probably not yeah. going to be spending, you know, 300, you know, 30 million pounds no. for a player, but you know,
2: what so what what they do what they do is really, really well. and you know if you want to look at an an American analogy, it's maybe um kind of like a money ball. I, you know they're not mm-hmm. using the analytics, yeah. but they use they use their loans and their loanees really, really well. Um so like yeah. James Madison was on loan with Aberdeen a couple of years ago, you know, with Norwich now. and uh, the, the way that they're able to work their their contacts uh, in in the championship as well as the Premier League. Uh, you know, we've got a, a guy from Manchester United right now. The, we're supposed to, to to play and score all these goals, but he's he's been on the bench most of the season. So <laughs> it, it's really not a matter of of deep pockets to go out and buy people. It's they yeah. they would buy some lower level people that you're not going to see and and you're going to say, huh, or where did that come from? But it's really working in those those loany the low-knee kind of markets and and kind of figuring that out and using that to yeah. to their best uh, abilities as well. So I think again with that international now. Um, investment as well as the connections on the American side. It'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see what happens.
1: There you go. Yeah. Cause that's, the thing. I mean, I, I don't mind the, using the loans. I mean, you gotta do what you got. I mean, Aston Villa got himself promoted with that a side that was heavily fortified <laughs> with loan players. So you know, yeah, I right. get it. It works. So, and same with Sheffield, they, they were the same, but they kept a lot of their loanies or at least kept them on loan.
2: Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. And Bill did well, and too a little bit. They lost a few, but, uh, they did keep some. So, I mean, and as a player, especially if you're not getting time, loans are a great opportunity, you
2: know. Right. Uh,
1: you know, and who knows, maybe you find a home. So. Uh,
2: yeah, and, and that's another thing I was just going to follow that up with. Aberdeen has done a great job of showing these guys competitive football, uh, good training, and then as well, mm-hmm. uh, when those loans expired, they, they had negotiations to sign them on directly to Aberdeen. So it, it's worked in yeah. everyone wins in that situation, really. So they can they can the club is going to continue to be very creative uh, and you know stay debt free and and come up with things to to try and compete.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's that's the key. If they're debt free, uh, that would be job one. Because um, as a fan of a team that, uh, you know, back in the day when they were in the lower leagues, my one fear at the end, and even. All season you would enjoy the season, but in the back of your mind, are they coming back next year? Are they coming back next year? Are they coming back next year? And I would I would stress on it all the time until oh yeah we're coming back next year, yeah. You know, so you know I know it's probably irrational, but you know I have those irrational fears. I'm a football fan. Irrational fears part of life. So you know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no. It was literally, I I would sweat on it all the time. Oh yeah, thank God. Yeah. You know, is. <laughs> I don't care how rich you are. Uh, eventually, you just don't want to keep setting money on fire. You know, at, at some yeah. point, enough's enough. So, you know, I don't think anybody gets into football wanting to get rich, unless you're a player. No guy buys into a team with the unless they want to sell it on with the assumption that I'm going to make a lot of money with this investment. Now, unless they sell it on, that's the only way you ever make money as an owner in football. Right. I would, you know.
2: Well, and and and
0: that's another that's another important
2: thing. Another important thing that I'd point out with this you know, quote-unquote American investment from American businessman Dave Cormack, Dave's an Aberdonian. You know, he made his money in the yeah. U.S. He's got houses in the U.S., but he's going to live in Aberdeen, and, th- and this American investment that he's brought along with him comes in the form yeah. of Arthur, Bla- Arthur Blank's investment, and then he's got some other entrepreneurial folks that he's done business with that are, that are putting money into the club. Well, not taking up board spots, and so this isn't, mm-hmm. you know, like an American takeover, say, of, of some oh, of these other uh, English clubs that we've seen, or a Russian takeover. This is yeah. uh, uh, an Aberdonian that is that is pooling American money to, to and, and in my words, I would say, do it the right way.
1: Right. Well, and if he's gonna live in Aber, because I don't like chairmen that aren't in town or owners, you have to have an owner at least somebody that represents him Preferably the guy but he has to be in town because you know yeah. a lot of times you got to make decisions and you got to make a decision now you can't wait until you know you know a couple hours because then that the window the window of opportunity is closed so you need right. you need that guy in in town put out any fires or take advantage of any opportunities that come up so i mean i think that's key um you know, you can take money. If you want to invest in the club, great. We'll take your money. If you just want to be, uh, you know, uh, but the 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 big boss, the guy who has to make the decisions, he has to be in town. That's just my opinion. You know, I think that's just yep. bad business for a football club if their owner, uh, the, the the decision maker, isn't in town. So,
2: right, right,
0: yeah. Oh well, you know, this has been fun. Noel, and I we should get you back next year early to talk. Yeah, so, to talk Scotland, talk Aberdeen. You know, have have some regular fun talking about this. business. you know, you know, it's 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 relaxing to get home from work, be able to put your feet up, and talk a bunch about it. <laughs> talk about yeah. it, and so I mean, and so and I'm I'm sure you could. Rival up some people because I know of only wait maybe one or two Aberdeen pods that there are out there. If that, right? Yeah, I mean, no, I, I I
2: would love that, love that, yeah. love that opportunity. And and again, you know, I, I I don't see why ESPN Plus hasn't picked up the SPFL. You know, I, I think it's a yeah, great you opportunity. And both. Uh, you know, to, to put that out there. So, anything we can do to, to sort of spread the spread the word about mm-hmm. uh, the beautiful game in in, in Scotland, is, and and not have to lead it with those two clubs from Glasgow, and 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 give a different perspective that you might get from some of the, from some of those other fans. I, I'd love the opportunity to be able to to point out that there are there are other supporters uh, of other clubs. No, I clubs, agree. Uh, and, and in in the states as well. So I, I I'd love that yeah. opportunity. That'd be really great. Really enjoyed the. The opportunity tonight, and uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to
0: connect again in the future. I mean, oh. no, from God's sakes, they have the Danish Superliga now. I'm a hundred. I'm Danish. <laughs> I'm Danish. I mean, I'm so Danish that, I. And this is a side. There, we are. I'm. My undergrad degree is in uh, military history. I'm watching one of the uh, campaigns going through Denmark and I go oh oh god that's the family compound right there yeah i look at <laughs> hey, it hey I, I love this i fast forward i go I to my dad the I'm like, league. what's the i'm like <laughs> dad that that's <laughs> the barn He goes, yeah i know that <laughs> i know that yeah. so hey my man, you're,
1: my you're second favorite league together. to watch in, is is uh, sweden you know, in uh yeah. on ESPN plus. Sweden is my one of my go to leagues to watch. Those games are fun. Those guys go after it. And they're always you oh, know, yeah. they're always derbies. You
0: know. oh, yeah. Oh that, yeah. That's that's why I want to bring more people to watch in Scotland because I've been reading into some of the other Victorian stuff into like the starts of some of the things. And I come to real I come to find out that I have I actually have Scottish heritage in my family all these years so i mean i'll take that anyway Noel, this was mm-hmm. great i will get this up all among all of the social networkings and i'm going to pass this on to aberdeen so they can hear this too because i'm connected with a commercial director for some strange reason over there so <laughs> that's
2: wild that's wild
0: fine, I'll that's fine that's awesome it. well yeah thank you so much no yeah, no, no my, our my pleasure yeah, no probably that was Noah. We'll see what we'll do next week. Hopefully it'll be another fun one. But anyway, it's been the sub Stephen Brandt, Duffy Alverson, and Noel, yep. not Noah, Noel. <laughs> hey, talk to you guys next Cheers, week, folks.
1: Okay, sounds good. Thanks.